0: Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and I would like to say what's the word everyone? And For those who are giving listener support to the podcast, thank you for giving listener support to the podcast. And for those who haven't, make me last by giving listener support to the podcast, all right? And today, we will be reviewing... Hidden Colors 5 The Art of Black Warfare Now the Hidden Colors series started off with the original which dropped on April 14th 2011 and you had Hidden Colors 2 The Triumph of Melanin that dropped on December 6th of 2012 you had or you have Hidden Colors 3 Rules of Racism that dropped on June 26, 2014 and you also have Hidden Colors 4 The Religion of White Supremacy which dropped on May 26, 2016 and some tried to make this one Hidden Colors 5, but he Mr. Tariq Nasheed repeatedly said this is not Hidden Colors 5, but it just feels like it's a part of the family, so I have to include it as a part of the family, it's not Hidden Colors but 1804 hidden the hidden story of haiti so that dropped on october 31st 2017 and this is a documentary about factual and hidden reports of black people around the world now the director is Tariq nasheed he is all he's a author and he wrote a couple of books i actually have a couple of his books so i wanted the art of Mackin. and i actually have most of his books um but yeah, even like I had exes that tried to like steal like the the uh, the books about the gold digging and stuff like that. So you know I had had to get that back really quick. So anyway, um, and also he's the director. Or he's he is a producer of Eugenics and The Sweet Blood of Jesus, but also he's the director and uh, of the Hidden Colors series and 1804, the hidden history of Haiti. So let's go ahead and get into the different speakers that is in this film. Uh, you have Shahara Azad Ali. She has been in the, the previous Hidden Color series. She's the author of The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. She also wrote The Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Man. Now, Sister Holly has been on the Phil Donahue show in the 1990s. With a surprising guest on the show Jesse Lee Peterson For those who uh, saw the movie You know who Jesse Lee Peterson is If you saw Hidden Colors 5 You know who that is And and those who didn't see it You probably know who Jesse Lee Peterson is On YouTube, from YouTube And he also has been on ISM Radio And But the weird thing about it Because they were discussing uh, Mrs. Ali or Sister Ali's book About the uh, Black Man's Guide To Understanding the Black Woman He actually was defending... Ms. Ali, and and, uh, it was just interesting, his point of view wasn't the point of view that he comes from today, that that was actually interesting, so I don't know if he's the spook that sat by the door, or I don't know, because his personality is like a total 180, you know, from what it was back then. Also, uh, Sister Ali was also on the Trisha Goodert Show with a white supremacist, Craig Cobb, who later found out by his DNA, he was 80% European, 86% European, and 14% sub-Saharan African. Later, he was vandalized and bullied by his white supremacist frenemies, and that caused his suicide in North Dakota. So yeah, that that was interesting, but uh, yeah, I'll say definitely... Check that out. That's on YouTube. So both things are on YouTube. You can check that out for entertainment if you want to see some of the shows that she was on. Both of the shows were entertaining. Uh, the funny. It was actually. I mean, of course, he didn't commit suicide on the show, which had nothing to do with her. But the fact is, she was there, and her laugh when he found out he was black. Oh man, that was hilarious. So yeah. So that that's that's a little something, and definitely check out her books. I actually. Had her book, uh, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding Black Women, when I was in uh, college. And I bought it and I loaned it to someone and I've never received it. I think, ill, my homeboy has the book. But anyway, um, we're going to go over to Dr. Claude Anderson. He also has been in the Hidden Color series. Uh, he's the author of A Black History Reader 101 Questions You Never Thought to Ask, and also powernomics The National Plan to Empower Black America. He's the mentor of Tariq Nasheed, Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, excuse me, researches and understands history and American policies to see through the design of white supremacy. For those who watch Bleach, uh, for like, I'll put it like this. So it's like this. If it's a term that is used on a couple of uh, Tariq Nasheed shows, and it's all in jokes, all in fun. And, you know, because he does a lot of comedy on the side. He's like a funny person. So it's a thing that he calls coin. He coined the frame. Uh, coined, coined the term, uh, nigger nerds. Now, those are the, the 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 super the black guys or black people who are into like this, you know, nerdy type stuff. But you know, they put that a little bit before being woke type of thing. You know what I mean? So he kind of you know pokes fun at uh, us because uh, I, I do consider myself a nigger nerd too. Uh, <laughs> he pokes fun at us about that. But if you watch Bleach. That's where uh, he's like uh, Doctor Claude Anderson is like the Soul King, or you could say he's like the um, uh, uh, Yoda from Star Wars. So yeah, you know that's that's a a funny thing you know that he that he does. And uh, but referring to Tariq, but the great work that Doctor Claude Anderson does. I mean, that's how I see him. I don't I don't say that everybody else sees him that way, but I kind of see him up there because he's able to break down. Information and he gives you uh, the information and for you to understand and to look out for to look out for white supremacy and questions to ask, you know what I mean? How to uh, frame certain questions and things of that nature, and how like white supremacists are putting like pulling the wool over your eyes and how to avoid all of that, you know. So, also on the uh, show or the guest that's on the show, you have David Banner, you've seen him on Stomp the Yard 2 and The Butler. And he's also a musician. I think most people know him as a musician. And David Banner was awarded a visionary award by the National Black Caucus of the state legislature for his work after Hurricane Katrina in November of 2006. And you have Chuck D. You've heard him on Aqua Team Hunger Force. And he also played in the Quiet Arrangement. And he's known for being a musician as well from Public Enemy, one of the founders of Public Enemy. And he helped create political and social conscious hip-hop music in the mid-80s. And I actually met Chuck D. I met Chuck D when I was attending Savannah State. And it, it it was interesting because I remember standing in line. And in my head, I was thinking, like, wow, I'm meeting Chuck D from Public Enemy. You know, and it was just, you know, we only see, like, chuck d or public enemy rappers of that caliber on yo mtv raps you know what i mean or um uh yo yo mtv rap what, what was the bt one um rap city so yeah so that was like the main one you know the two shows that we would see uh public enemy and chuck d so i, I guess i'm one of those people that when i feel a certain way if i'm excited it shows in my face and so he after he signed he was signing others' books he looked over at me, and it was like he gave me a weird expression, you know what I mean, it kind of like threw me off, I was like, okay, you know an expression, not saying this is what he was thinking, but the expression, how I can describe it was more or less like, uh, uh, like, like like, what you doing over here, you know, like he knew me, but I know I knew I know I didn't know him so it was like that type of expression, like what you doing over here boy, you know what I mean, so it, he kind of gave me that look, and kind of, I, I know my face like lit up super big you know what I mean, so he signed my book and also, uh, they took a picture and they put it inside the side of the, of the uh, Savannah State guide. So yeah, so shout out to all the folks and alumni from Savannah State. <music> Iced tea was also in the film, He, you probably remember him from New Jack City, Law and Order, and Surviving the Game. He's also a musician that probably most people know him for, especially the older heads know Ice-T for. And in 1991, on the album Body Count, Ice-T released Cop Killer. People thought it was a retaliation toward Rodney King, the Rodney King beatings, but the idea came from Ice-T singing Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. And Ice-T's drummer thought it would be a better idea to record an album called Cop Killer. Now, Ice-T replied, why? You know, what's the whole purpose of that? And his friend said, so the cops won't get their way with what they're doing. And it's interesting how that resides to what's going on today with, uh, you know, you're dealing with race soldiers going out, killing unarmed blacks. But then for some reason, you have like terrorist attacks. That's going on, and for certain, and they're not doing anything about that. They're bringing them in, you know, no problem. Like, they understand police work then. So, it's, it's interesting that the mind state, well, it's not that interesting. I guess the mind state is the same for race soldiers, you know, back in the 90s, and, you know, and before then, in the 80s, as it is now because they don't get uh, reprimanded for abusing black people unarmed black people you know so that so it's going to stay the same if if there is no type of punishment for what they're doing for what race soldiers are doing they're going to continue to be the same way and you know they're going to keep getting off for it now uh so anyway so back to the other guests you have uh kaba kamini and i believe i hope i didn't uh i didn't butcher his name. Uh, he has been on the other Hidden Color series. He was in 1804, The Hidden History of Haiti, and The Secret uh, to Success. And you have Kaba was actually, uh, Mr. Cobb was actually the person that got Hidden Colors to the UK. That's a long story because Tariq Nasheed got banned from the UK, actually from this film, Hidden Colors 5. So that's how powerful his films are. So I'll get back, I'll get more into that a little later. And uh, Brother Kaba, he's a teacher, consultant, administrator, staff developer, and curriculum writer. And you also have uh, Jabari Ausage. He was in the previous Hidden Color Films. You have James Small. He was in the previous Hidden Color Films, 1804. And he also authored Black Relationships and African Secret Societies. You have Michael Jai White. You've recognized him on Black Dynamite, Spawn, and The Dark Knight. And also you had uh, Riza Islam. He, he was in the film as well. And a couple of more were in the film. And let's go ahead and go into the actual film. Now, for the film, it had about five to seven chapters. For example, like you had an entertainment, food, martial arts chapter. Things of that nature unfortunately unfortunately i wasn't able to write all the chapters down normally i'm pretty good at that but i didn't want to miss anything and the messed up thing about it was the film actually gave you time to write down the information but i didn't know like usually i'm ready you know in certain movies i think uh, i forgot what movie it was but you know i i was able to pause you know certain films or whatever or i was just ready But I didn't care if I missed anything because it'll be like dialogue, but I didn't want to miss anything. And, you know, and that's the messed up part because it actually, you know, like it was like a nice little brief pause throughout the different chapters when it like introduces a chapter, what the chapter is going to be about. It was a little pause where I could just type in real quick and I didn't take that opportunity. So I'm sorry, guys, but just some of the subjects that they discussed in that film. Yeah, they discussed the taming of the African elephants, and, and, and I didn't know there was a difference between African elephants and regular elephants, because uh, I, I take it that the, ele- the African elephants are a little more harder to tame, they're more stubborn, I- I'm guessing, and how uh, white people finally tamed an African elephant, and that elephant was Jumbo, and that elephant was from Sudan, which later turned into the movie Dumbo. So I guess that from the, the accomplishment of teaming an African elephant, you know, there you have the movie Dumbo. And also the film gave comparisons to the tank and the elephant, which I never thought about how the tank is built and you have the long nozzle for the, uh, like the actual, actual missile, you know, and then for like the elephant, of course, you have the trunk of the elephant. So, and then they made the comparison with that. And uh, here's some more nigger nerd stuff, you know, that they talked about. And some of the stuff I didn't know about. Like, for example, I knew about Professor X and Magneto and Superman, actually. So, like, and, and what am I referring to? I'm referring to Professor X relating to Martin Luther King, Magneto relating to Malcolm X, and Superman relating to the African sun god. So i knew about those where they got that their ideas from their characters and also what i didn't know was the nazi symbol that was on the he-man vest the little metal gray vest or whatever that he wears yeah i I just thought it was just a cross you know what i mean or a t i don't know when i was a kid i never really paid i paid attention to it because that's what made he-man's uniform his uniform but yeah i never really like like wow I i was shocked you know and also, I wish they would have talked more about these uh, superhero characters that they're probably going to make in the future. For example, Dr. Fate, because Dr. Fate, uh, he's like, like I guess, uh, under some type of, I want to say spell. I guess it's the helmet, and the helmet controls him, gives him power, and he has like an unk on his uniform, on his outfit, you know, and it's like some type of African God. But, you know, the guy who is Dr. Fate is a white dude, you know. Uh, then you have Moon Knight. That's another guy who was in Africa and somehow like an African God spoke to him and, you know, and Moon Knight is a white dude. So, you know, so it's kind of I, I wish because I know I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to touch on those two characters in the future. So I kind of wish that, you know, that was touched upon before the movie comes out or before information comes out and you could be like, all right, you know, that's some BS right there. I mean, you already know it's BS, but you know, like I guess further information on those two characters and how it relates on why they have to have African gods and they're white guys. So it's, it's kind of interesting in that aspect. And I thought, I thought uh, the, the film was reaching a little bit when they were comparing Wolverine to Ogun. You know, because Ogun, he's known as the Iron God or the God of Iron. I, 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 it's one of the two. But it was interesting when he dropped, when the film dropped that punchline, and because it was saying how the comparison. I was like, I don't see the comparison. You know, Wolverine has claws. Ogun, you know, has like, a, like this metal hammer or axe. And all of a sudden, they dropped the punchline on me, and I had nothing to say. It was, it was, uh. The fact that Wolverine's master, who taught Wolverine how to fight, was actually, his name was Ogun, you know, so that was interesting, I was like, oh, that's a mic drop, you know what I mean, that that shut me up, because like I said, at first, I was like, I don't know, I don't know now, you know, I can't see the difference, you're reaching a little bit now, you know, but then all of a sudden, it was like, nah, you know, Wolverine's master is called Ogun, like, come on, you know what I mean, that's not like a name you just throw around everywhere. You know, and they also like you know talked about Thor and Storm and things of that nature. So that's that's some of the nerdy stuff. And uh, more information that was given was how uh, white people are seen as godly because of white Jesus, and it messes with the psyche and the will of black people. Also, how gangs were started by protecting the neighborhood against white supremacist gangs, but later imploded. That I knew about. I didn't know about that. I, I watched other documentaries about that information. Also, it was discussed about martial arts and where Bruce Lee got his swag from. They hit on the vaccines and what it does to the children, the black men and the black women's relationships, how that is a wedge being put in between the black man and the black woman. You can see it in like movies and TV shows. You know, I talk, I've talked about it before where you always have, like, the the black woman, you know, always, you know, is is cuddled up, you know, to the white dude, you know, and it's, like, nothing wrong with interracial marriages or couples, but, I, but that's the norm, it's like, if I just walk out today, it'll be more black women with white men, you know, that's how these TV shows and movies kind of portray it, you know, portray everything, and then, uh, if not, if it's not that, you know, it's usually the black guy's just happy to be there, he just he just doesn't have a relationship with any women, you know, like, he gets to see his white counterparts with, you know, other women and things like that, but, you know, he doesn't get to be with anybody, or he's just gay, you know what I mean, so that's usually the, you know, and then you know, like, for women, it's, it's, they, they go through their same thing as well, so it's interesting, and they point that information out, uh, not, that per se, about the shows and stuff, but in their way of doing it in the movie. Um, They also talk about the organ harvesting and the consumption of melanin. Uh, More affluent communities have more fertility clinics while the black communities are laced with more abortion clinics. They also talk about changing ancient black heroes' ancestry from black to white, changing African history from stolen to migrated, to the country, to this country, before it was America, meaning, you know, like, changing ancient black heroes, like, uh, for example, um, you have Mansa Musa, you know, the richest man in the world, you know, and all of a sudden, when you see him in history books, they made him white, and they showed that, they displayed that on the film, they also displayed, um, uh, 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 what's, what's his name, um, Hannibal you know is it Hannibal yeah Hannibal Hannibal and how in 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 the history they make him a white man but in actuality he was a black man so that information was very very interesting but I knew about Hannibal I I I remember information about Hannibal before so that wasn't new to me Uh, I didn't know that they were changing well I did I, I did right before the movie came out I did find out that they were trying to change Mansa Musa into a white man but I already knew Mansa Musa was black. So that was kind of, like, idiotic for them to try to change Mansa Musa into a white man. But, you know, white supremacists do what white supremacists do, right? So anyway, yeah. So that was, you know, some of the things that the movie talked about. I, I thought it was cool uh, from what they talked about. It Actually, the movie is well needed. I mean, because, what, on the weekend of the movie, uh, you had the big terrorist attack, the white supremacist terrorist attack where you had uh, two white supremacists, uh, one in El Paso, Texas, which they said it was two at first, but all of a sudden it got knocked down to one. They always do that. There's always two of them, and then all of a sudden it's like one person. They make them the lone wolf. And then uh, that happened in El Paso, Texas. And Then also you had the killing spree that happened in Dayton, Ohio, which they killed six. It's like six out of the nine people that were killed were black. So you could tell there was like a target type thing. But, you know, it's, it's it's this movie was well needed and like right on the weekend of like this white supremacy massacre, you know, so that that was interesting. Now, let's go into the dislikes and the likes of the film. Now, what I disliked about the film, uh, it took forever to come out. <laughs> like you know hey you know it's cool you gotta you gotta do your thing it's gonna take time you know but you know but uh, hey you know uh, that's a dislike that's a dislike so that's you know it did take some time for it to come out and uh also unfortunately i don't think this film was going to be on it's going to have a blu-ray it would be nice if Tariq nasheed goes back and uh blu-rays the series the whole hidden color series along with 1804 that way i mean because we would love to see i i know well i'll speak for myself i would love to see the outtakes just how to because like i said he's comical so just how he interacts with the guests of the film you know what i mean i think that would be pretty cool and good to see uh another thing that i would say i Dislike is that my brain couldn't break down the fast information that was firing at me. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that, but you know that that was kind of you know I, I might be a little slow, you know, but that was kind of uh, I want to say it was uncomfortable, but I really wanted to retain the information, and it was hard to, re- to really retain information. This was my first time seeing Hidden Colors in a movie theater. Usually, I uh, get the Blu-ray. Oh, excuse me, I get the DVD. I'm thinking about Blu-rays. Yeah, so that means get it, make it, make this movie a Blu-ray. But anyway, uh, I get the DVD, so it's easy to rewind things and things of that nature. So it was a little, it was a little hard. And plus, I went to the bathroom like five times during the movie. That kind of sucked, man. Like before the film, I had me and some friends got up, we drank a little bit. You know, I had this uh, beer called uh, uh, Dragon's Milk. Man, it's like the best beer I like right now. You know what I mean? I'm not really a big beer, uh, beer drinker but when I drank beer, I look for Dragon's Milk as one of them, and it had me going to the bathroom like five times I went to the bathroom like twice before the movie started you know what I mean, so like I was, I missed a lot of stuff, so if something, if if I say something that was like, yo, is a dislike it's because I probably missed it now I'll catch it on the DVD, but yeah uh, uh, the other thing I would say was uh, Dame Dash was lacking, but I, I, I don't think that it was it was bad that what he was saying it was just compared to what, what everybody else was talking about it was just lacking that's all you know it's, it's like the it stuff that we've heard of from rockefeller like i expected him to really talk about like how you know the the company of rockefeller why he named it rockefeller which might have something to do with what was going on today like maybe if he named it rockefeller you know uh people won't really mess with it i don't know you know i i, I didn't know what to expect i, I expected on along the lines of something secret some type of secrecy with rockefeller but you know it was like stuff that we you know heard of before coming from uh you know dame dash or whatever but you know it wasn't like i said it wasn't bad you know it wasn't bad it was just compared to, to the gems that you heard from everyone else it was kind of you know it was kind of uh, underwhelming but i have to see it again i might have walked out went to the restroom on one of the uh, on one of the uh his key points so you know that that's just what i noticed when i was in the theater now the likes uh, it was a very solid film, very informative, fast-paced, interesting. The best production out of the Hidden Color series, I feel. Uh, though my brain, though my brain couldn't break down all of the information that was being that was penetrating my mind. Pause. It made this film replay-worthy. I'll catch it when you know. I'll catch it when the DVD drops. You know, so that so like even though I said in the dislikes. That my brain couldn't break down the information fast enough for that moment. Right. You know, it wouldn't break it down. But when I get the DVD, I'll be good to go. You feel me? Now, I made a comment about, like, I like to do comparisons. And I made a comment earlier about what this film, you know, or or made a comparison to uh, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. But the comparison to this film, if I could compare this movie to another, even though this is a documentary and it's hard to really compare this to another movie, um, I would have to compare this film to They Live. And I mentioned They Live earlier because I felt like this information is the glasses. Now, it's not as clear. Like, if you haven't seen They Live, They Live is like, uh, 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 I want to say it's a post-apocalyptic, it's not a post-apocalyptic, but it's a lot of things that's going on, a lot of poor people, whatever the case may be. But... You, you have these glasses and when you put these glasses on you start to notice that the people who are against certain people of society you notice that they are aliens you know what I mean like something's wrong with them and you can make out who they are you can tell who your enemy is but then again you know you you couldn't really tell who your enemy is because certain people you had like collaborators that that will work with the aliens so they might be human but even though you have on the glasses, you don't—you could tell that they're human, but you don't know who they're working with, and it's hard to know who you're trusting. And so that's why I would compare this to *They Live*, because you don't know who you're trusting. You know, you got—you know—your doctors, lawyers, uh, like people in high places, and you don't know if they're in white supremacy or not. You know what I mean? So it—it it, it gives you that *They Live* feel, but what makes it what makes it scarier is the fact that *They Live* is like a sci-fi movie and then all of a sudden you're really living it like i watched they live um i think last year man and and when i saw it when i was a kid i just thought it was action packed and interesting but then when i like saw it recently after everything that's been going on and watching hidden color films man that was a scary (laughs) it got scary kind of quick for me you know what i mean it it felt kind of uncomfortable watching they live we're like man i mean that's what's going on now and the messed up thing is you don't have the glasses So that's why I would compare it. I wouldn't say it's just like they live or anything, but it gives you that feel, that 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 you don't know who to trust type of deal. You know what I mean? Like you don't know who's gonna turn on you. You don't know if it's that collaborator, you know what I'm saying, that's working with the aliens. So it's 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 a very uncomfortable, you know, feeling and and to know this. But you have to know this information, right? I mean putting on the glasses and knowing that they're aliens out there that's against humanity you know that's uncomfortable but you got to know what you're dealing with so anyway so that's why I decided to uh use that as a comparison also uh this documentary uh could exist in the world in that realm of they live you know and uh but yeah so after this well what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a break but I'm gonna come back and give you the rating of this film Alright? Alright. So, the rating of this film, I have to give this film nine cotton sacks. Or just nine, like, uh, uh, cotton bags. You know what I mean? Whatever bag or sack that you fill your cotton with, that's what I give it. I give it nine of those. All right. Now, for those who don't understand how I, you know, do my ratings, I'll, like, pick something out that's in the film that you have to watch the movie to see. Like, I don't, like, talk about stuff that's in the trailers. You have to actually watch the movie to understand why I, pick, why I picked a cotton sack. You know what I mean? Or cotton satchel. I, I don't know what you would call it. But, yeah. So, check out the film. And that's why I said cotton sack, because it... It it definitely stood out, you know what I mean, when you watch the film. And uh also, I reason why I gave it a 9 is because I felt like this was a strong installment to the Hidden Colors franchise. But I usually go in blind at knowing any information when I watch Hidden Colors. Like, everything is just new to me. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm just getting hit. From all other angles like I'm just loopy you know what I mean like 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 I'll even admit I was probably a soft shoe uh coon before I've seen Hidden Colors after I watched Hidden Colors you know it knocked my head right it was like whoa you know what I mean so anyway to get back you know to why it's a nine I, and not a 10 or nine and a half or a 10 it's because like these other films again I um I, I I'm like in the dark this one I kind of knew certain things like I mentioned it was certain things that I knew about and I've seen before and I was like oh okay okay so it kind of felt like a little bit of a letdown compared to just being knocked around and not knowing anything but I mean it's not that bad I mean you're talking about like maybe eight nine nine percent to 13 percent of the movie I knew about you know what I mean so that's a very small number but again compared to Not knowing anything, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of something. So that's why I feel it's a nine out of a 10. So if you like to check out this movie, you can check out this movie on Amazon. It's a shame that they don't put this movie on Amazon Prime, you know, because you can get it on Amazon. This is one of the highest documentaries that sold on Amazon. And I think right now, this particular film is the highest film, like, I won't say ever, but it's like number seven. You know, like, like this film sold more than Harry Potter on Amazon. So like, yeah, so that, that says something, you know, but it's interesting how Netflix and Amazon won't pick up, uh, this film. So I don't know, like, or these films. So I don't know if it's Tariq, which I doubt, you know, like he rather you buy the film than for it to show on these networks. I don't know, Cause it seems like they'll give you like some type of payment for it to be on the network. I don't I don't know how that works. But yeah, so um, and also, too, I, I mentioned earlier about uh, Tariq being banned from the UK. So on Friday, after showing Hidden Colors 5, uh, Tariq and his wife he went to the airport to board the airplane to head to the UK and present and do a question, a Q&A for the audience in uh, the UK. So uh, what ended up happening was they stopped him and said that Tariq is banned the UK he is not allowed to go there and his wife can go but he couldn't so we what he had to do was he had to uh uh get the video uh get the get the movie and have um uh brother kaba he went up there he went to the UK with the film now after that they thought it was over the government the UK government they thought it was over but what ended up happening was when they found out the film was in the UK, what they did was they told the, um, the area that was playing the film, they told them they're not allowed to play it. And then the people who paid their money waiting in line started to get restless. And so yeah, it you know it turned you know it turned into a thing of you know hey that's messed up y'all can't do this that's messed up what y'all are doing and it went from that and it went down a rabbit hole to hey you know we came to see a documentary but well, we can turn this into an action film you know what I mean so it, you know so I heard it I heard it got you know it got kind of deep you know what I mean so which is understandable you know like like because I I heard that my understanding is that um I even Tariq said. That he thinks it was a part in the film it was a part about the uk or a part about the uh the uh the uh what do you call it the royalty the royal family it was a part about the royal family that might have rubbed them the wrong way so yeah so i'm gonna let y'all check that out i'm not gonna talk about exactly what they said i mean that's for the film i just talked about you know most of the stuff they you know you know just kind of light work stuff that happened in the film So, uh, yeah, you all check out the film. It's on Amazon. So, yeah, y'all do y'all thing, man. And I appreciate you guys listening and uh, continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And also check out uh, my homeboy, Vic. He has a digital mobile and it's an app where if you have any business that you would like to conduct, he can turn your business into an app and uh so definitely go to digital digital so yeah and uh yeah so that's that's about it for me and uh thank you guys for listening and you all take care all right one